When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you season two of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Welcome back. Silver and Black today, the home stretch here on this Tuesday. We hope you're having a good day. Hopefully you're staying healthy out there. I got this flu that's going around the country. I know Mo had something similar a little while ago. So if you're out there, be careful, eat well, take your vitamins, get your sleep, drink lots of water. Don't go on any sushi dates. Don't go on a sushi date. That's right. <laughs> uh, but we're back talking Las Vegas Raiders football. Of course, make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you get it. Just look for Silver and Black today, whether it's on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Google, wherever you get it, that's where you'll find us. We appreciate you uh, and your support of downloading it and subscribing and hood- putting on the auto download has helped as well. If you're watching us on YouTube, yes, no video today uh, as I'm home uh, sick. And so I, I did want to go on video today. But nonetheless, uh, we're, we have the video up with this static image and the audio. So we hope you're there with us there. Uh, make sure you subscribe and hit the notifications bell as well. All right, Mo, here we go. <laughs> we're going to get into I'm going to be forever branded a car hater now, and that's okay. I can take it. Uh, I don't care who blocks me on Twitter, uh, especially if their last name is Carr. I'm sure there's a million of them, and they all block me. That's okay. I'm all right with that. I don't validate my feelings uh, when people block me on Twitter. But um, here's here's where I'm going with this one. And I said before the break that when you play, when you complain too much about play calling, that means you don't have a franchise quarterback. And this is something you actually gave me the perfect opening on last segment when you talked about, hey. Derek Carr says that he on the podium after games. I tell what Josh, I do what Josh tells me to do. What plays he calls, I go out and I try to execute him. But as we know in the NFL, you look at great quarterbacks, franchise quarterbacks: Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, uh, Tom Brady before this year. <laughs> okay, um, <laughs> they 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 improvise. They see what's on the field, and sometimes they have to overreach and not overreach. They have to overrule their coach and go with a play they think will work based on what they see on the field. And then they can go explain to their coach later why they ignored their command, right? That's just the way the NFL works. It's not a problem. It happens every single weekend. With Derek Carr, he's not do that. I just don't think, listen, is Derek Carr a good quarterback? Yes, we talk about it all the time here on the show. A top 15 quarterback? Absolutely. But I just think with, with all of the baggage 
with all that has been said, all that has been done, Derek Carr is not going to win a Super Bowl with the Las Vegas Raiders. So if that's the case, then why spend the money? Why not move on? See, if it was my perfect world, I would get a new coach and allow the new coach to select their new quarterback. Maybe that's what they should have done this past year. I don't know. But to me, I look at I look at Derek Carr, and I use this analogy, and excuse me if it's not an articulate one with all these cold meds in me, but it's sort of like you're dating somebody, and you know, they're nice and all that, and yeah, but you're not getting real serious with them, or you've been you've been with them for a long time, and they're great and all, but they're not really the one. They're not the one that you see your rest of your life with and but you're afraid to make that move. You're afraid to leave them because then you'll be alone and it's uncertainty and you're not sure what's going to happen. And maybe you, maybe you get another significant other and they're not as good as that person in some ways, but in other ways they are. So you, you just don't know. I think that's where people are with the, like, well, if we don't, if we get rid of car, what, what if we get something worse? Well, what if you do? So what? Maybe you have to go through, maybe you got to go through a little bit of the mud before you get out of it and turn things in the right direction. Derek Carr is not going to be here in five years. I think it's going to take two years, three years for this team to turn it around. By the time you do that, he's done. So why would you keep him? Why would you keep him? And again, I don't think he has the ability to transcend the weaknesses of his teams to win. All this talk, fans, he's never had a defense. Absolutely correct. Absolutely correct. But one thing has remained. Derek Carr has stayed with the Raiders. He had chances to leave. He could have left. He didn't. He signed up for it. I get it. But at the same time, I just don't believe that he's going to be the guy to get you there. Can he win? Could, could the Giants sign him next year and plug him in and do okay with him? I'm sure they could. Could he win somewhere else? Maybe. But as you and I have said before on this show, Mo. If you surround him in the perfect situation, he can win. And could he win a Super Bowl? I think so. The perfect situation in Las Vegas ain't happening in the next three years. That's that's where I'm at. And that's why I say it's time for Carr to go. Not because I think he's a crappy player. Not because I'm a hater. Not because I don't think he can play football still. I just think it's time. He is not your future. He's not the future. And so if you're looking towards the future now, and you're going to have all this turnover on defense, which you need to have, you're starting over on defense, basically, with the exception of Max Crosby, okay, and a couple guys. And then on offense, you got to fix that offensive line. You got to probably go get another tight end. You got to get another wide receiver. Hey, you're already in that rebuilding mode, sort of. So why would you commit to the quarterback? That's that's where I'm at, Mo, today. I don't blame you. And I think a lot of Raider fans, I think a, a good half of the fan base is there with you, while the other half is cursing you right now. But I will <laughs> say... Okay. I'll take it. I, I will I will say what I don't like to engage in on Twitter and when I say sometimes I'm like I'm not gonna get myself involved in these Derek Carr car wars as I call them mm-hmm. is when it's one or the other. Right. Because there's one group that says the problem is Derek Carr, he's been here for nine years, the he's the common denominator, and I get that. The other side says, well, as you pointed out. Defense has been bad since Derek Carr got here. If the Raiders mm-hmm. had a better defense, you get you get better results. I can agree with that. Here's the thing. It's both. Yeah. And I'll tell you what. And I'll, and I'll say this, right? Derek Carr hasn't had a defense that's ranked better than 20th in scoring. Right? But on the, same, on the other side of the coin, there are two stats that stuck out to me after the Raiders lost, I believe, on Thursday. One, 
Derek Carr has the lowest completion rate in, in the red zone this season. Lower than Kenny Pickett. Lower than Davis Mills, who, by oh. the way, has been, who, who's been benched, by the way. Derek Carr's red zone completion rate is 39.6%. And he's <laughs> below a rookie and a player who's been benched in a in, critical in, area of the field. In year nine. Not in year two. In year nine. Right. In year nine. The other thing. Here's the other stat. Derek Carr. <laughs> I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. 14 career red zone interceptions tied for the most in the league since he entered the league in 2014. So when you talk about the Raiders' red zone woes and all the play calling or the design is bad, guess what? Derek Carr is part of that problem. And, it, and it's decision-making because people came at me after I, after I criticized Derek Carr for throwing that pick before halftime against the Rams. And they say, well, he was bumped by a defender who pushed his guard <laughs> back and his guard deserves something to blame. And I get that, yes. But he still let that ball go. And, you, and you're going to say, well, it was a split-second decision. The ball was already in motion to be out of his hands. Okay, even if – let's say that is true. How do you defend leading the league in, in red zone interceptions since 2014? Yeah. Tied with Phillip Rivers, who Raider fans love to make fun of. Tied with Brandon <laughs> Tannehill, who we can all agree is not a top 15 quarterback. I would say he's maybe top 22, 23. Ryan and Ryan Fitzpatrick, who, by the way, is retired and now doing Amazon Prime on Thursday nights. And Ryan Fitzpatrick <laughs> is the quintessential backup quarterback. Now, I'm not right. saying Derek Carr is a backup quarterback. But what I'm saying is, for all the talk that how good Derek Carr is, his red zone numbers, his red zone decision making should be a lot better. No doubt. <clears throat> and, and, and I get what the, 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 the argument on the defense, and it's been thrown around a lot this season. And, but I go back to when the Chiefs in 2019 won the Super Bowl with Patrick Mahomes. I think they might have just been inside the top 20, maybe 18, 19, somewhere around there, if I recall correctly. So what I'm saying is, if again, if you're making excuses, then you don't have a franchise quarterback. Now, that doesn't mean that a franchise quarterback wins a Super Bowl without a defense or without complementary players. But I just think that you're in the case now where this is much more about, well, we don't know what we're going to get if we move away from him, so why would we move away from him? And to me, that's faulty logic. So because you might not get a better quarterback for a year or two or however long it takes, you think that you should stick with the guy anyway, despite like the stats you've given. Listen, the biggest problem with Derek Carr isn't that he's not a good quarterback, because he is. The biggest problem is consistency. And I'm sorry, nine and nine and a half years now, I don't think that I want a quarterback that can't be consistent. And that and that isn't going to stick up to the coach and and make the play on the field that's going to help the team win, even if that means, hey, I gotta go my own way. Plenty of quarterbacks do it. Raider fans make fun of Justin Herbert. And why do they make fun of him? He hasn't won anything. Well, um, there's a guy that wears number four in the Raiders who hasn't won anything either, Mo. 
And so this mm-hmm. this constant comparison, other even you had somebody on Twitter talking about Josh Allen. I was like, are you kidding me? Don't even don't even try. <laughs> don't even try because there's five quarterbacks in the NFL to me that are that are above all, right? And that's that's Mahomes, that's Josh Allen. That now is Justin Herbert, I believe. You have um, um, Jalen Hurts, too, have an MVP-type year, right? So there's four Mm -hmm. right there. Those guys, look. Uh, Sorry? Joe Burrow. Joe Joe Burrow. Burrow. Sorry, thank you. That was the fifth. Oh, by the way, Joe Mm -hmm. Burrow had no offensive line, had one wide receiver last year that was really performing well. Now, he's got T. Higgins and those guys, and they play well. But really, they won last year because of one guy on offense, and that was Jamar Chase with no offensive line and a defense that was okay, but not great. But those guys don't make excuses. They just go win. They just win. I'm sorry. They do. And, and if that hurts your feelings and you want to call me a hater, so be it. I'm not. Anybody who's listened to this show for six years knows that I don't hate Derek Carr. I like Derek Carr. He's a good dude and a good quarterback. I just think he's not going to make you – He's not. you're not going to win a championship with Derek Carr, no matter how well he does or doesn't do. So to me, it, I think it behooves you. Well, what are you going to do? I don't know. I don't get paid to make that decision, right? But I will tell you, you can get a bridge quarterback, a veteran. He's not going to do any worse. I don't think he's going to do any worse. Here, here's my proposal, and I've proposed this in, on previous shows. I've said, it, look, it's going to be – hard to trade Derek Carr because he has that no trade clause because there's no chance they're just going to cut him for cap space in my opinion. Right. right. So it, let's say he, he doesn't want to go anywhere else. Now he said that now people say things at the podium and doesn't mean when you know what hits the fan and that's what they decide to do. But let's say he, he says, no, I, I either play for the Raiders or retire. I would think at that point, even if you're thinking about saying, okay, Carr, we're going to start you for another two years and, and you know, we'll revisit this. I think regardless, the Raiders should draft a quarterback. Whether mm-hmm. they plan to stick with Carr or not, and I propose this, propose this, I think they should draft a quarterback by the latest day two of, of the draft, simply because, as you said, I don't think Derek Carr is going to be playing football five years down the line. I don't see him as a Tom Brady who says, I'm going to play until I'm 45 no. years old. No. I, that's definitely, in my opinion, that's definitely not him. So what you do is, you draft the quarterback, maybe not in the first round, but as we talked about, maybe Hooker out of Tennessee drops because of his injury. Mm-hmm. You pick him up, maybe he turns into a starter down the line. So he's an older quarterback, more mature. I would I would consider that option simply because Josh McDaniels has also said this. You always want a developmental quarterback sitting in the chamber just in case your starter's not ready or just in case you have to pivot. Always have a quarterback who's ready to go. Because, I mean, look at what happened. I know this is a totally different situation, but look at what happened with the Jets this year, right? They drafted Zach Wilson, number two overall, not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Turns out he's not Turns out he's not the guy. He he. Uh, Jay Glazer of Fox Sports said he's lost confidence in himself, the team has lost confidence in him, and that's why they benched him. So guess who comes in and is playing pretty well, even though the Jets have lost against the Bills this past weekend? Mike White comes in. Now, I know he was a late, late rounder, wasn't a day two guy. But it turns out Mike White can move the ball with the weapons that the Jets have. Yes. Right? So you always, to my point, you always have a backup plan who's definitely capable. And I think the Raiders need to have that. Whether they plan to keep Carr or not, I'm still in the camp that I think Carr gets year 10 because I think they look at his connection with Devontae Adams and how 
when they throw the ball to Devontae Adams, it works pretty well. And I don't think they're going to want to pivot from that. But I will <clears> say, if you go into the next year and Carr is still making the same mistakes and he doesn't look that much better than he did this year, guess what? The backup quarterback comes in, takes over the job, and maybe he's just as good, if not better than Carr. Who knows? We don't know yeah. that. Yeah. And I, as you said, a lot of fans want to think of the negative. But what if the guy next guy is worse? What if we get an Andrew, Walt, <laughs> Andrew Walter again or another uh, Tuiasa Sopo or something like that? Well, what if he's not? Exactly. What if he turns into the – what if he's Jalen Hurts? Yes. And you remember Jalen Hurts – I'm sure Hurts, the Eagles – Jalen Hurts was written right. off, remember? So was Trevor yeah. Lawrence. And really, uh, to me, it's right. it's by – you have to listen. You have to look at Thanksgiving by the second year of a quarterback starting. If they haven't put it together by then, then you could start to be skeptical. But both those guys have done it. Look at New York, Daniel Jones, the Giants. He hasn't put it together yet, right? So so you're right. Will Carr be back? Most likely. But again, the reason shouldn't be because you're afraid that there might be a guy who's not as good. Because right now he's only, you look at the quarterback rankings, he's only two above Andy Dalton, folks. Sorry, Andy Dalton. And by the way, the Saints are only one game worse than the Raiders. So you can't tell me if you got rid of Derek Carr. If somebody wanted to trade for him and Derek Carr, wait, let's say it's the Jets, Mo, and he comes to live near you. And the Jets say, hey, we'll give you, we'll give you this for, for Derek Carr. And, and Derek Carr says, yeah, I'll go play in New York for a couple of years. I, I'll say this really quick, Scott. I think Derek Carr and Rare fans are going to get mad at me for this. I think Derek <laughs> Carr would be a better fit for the Jets than he is right now for the Raiders. And I say I that because I, I say that because the Jets have a real defense. The Jets have a yeah. top 10 defense. Right. So then we can finally see what Derek Carr looks like with a top tier defense. Yes. The Jets just, just had to figure out their quarterback position. They Robert Sala brought that good defense from San Francisco to New York. Mm-hmm. They had the defense. They just needed to figure out the quarterback situation. This is why they benched Zach Wilson because he wasn't good enough for a team that can win right now. Derek Carr in a Jets uniform, I believe that team is a playoff team. But how good would he be with that top tier defense? I would mm. want to see that because the Raiders, as you said, the Raiders, when's the last time the Raiders have had a decent <laughs> defense? Now, I remember they they were forcing turnovers at one point with Khalil Mack and, and Bruce Irvin, but even then they were giving up points. Yes. So I think he'd be a better fit in New York. But, I want to see that. But that's my point. That's exactly the whole crux of my argument, Mo. Not if the Raiders had a top five defense right now and had struggled and just were were, were not playing well and this is what where they were, then fine. But I'll tell you, even with the draft capital, even with the most optimistic outlook, the Raiders aren't going to have a top 10 defense in the next two years. Now, they might move up that. They might get to 15 after a couple years when you load it up with some good young talent on defense, on those rookie contracts. Great. But by that time, it's like he's on his swan song. It's the retirement year. So so to me, that's, that's my point. And that's why... Yes, the Jets would be a great destination. There's a couple other ones I mentioned. The Giants and what Dable's doing there, he'd fit there pretty well. Yep. But but to me, it just doesn't make sense with the Raiders, although I think they'll do it anyway, so what do I know? But yes, yeah, so now we pissed off a lot of people, and I really don't care, because it's not about that. It's not about fighting like you. I don't get in the car wars. I'm not arguing with people. People have their sacred cows, and they're gonna they're gonna stand next to them. It doesn't matter. The cow could be rotting and dead, and you're gonna tell me it's alive and it's great. <laughs> so that's cool. That's that's all you do. You you do you. I'm not gonna argue with you about it. I'm not I'm not out here to try to convince everybody, right? That's just the way it goes. So okay. But anyway, 
that's that's it. I mean, that's all I'm going to say about this. And clearly, first show of the week, Mo, uh, we got our mailbag coming up um, on Wednesday. And then our Thursday show, we'll take a look at the Patriots game. The the Padawan takes on the Master Jedi in Bill Belichick, Josh McDaniels. Of course, they faced off in the preseason. Raiders won that game. This will be a whole different thing with the Patriots really trying to gun to get back in that playoff race. Mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting because, as I said, the, the Raiders blew their chance to climb back in, and the Patriots are still in the thick of things. To to me, it's – I don't want to say the Patriots have more at stake because, as I mm-hmm. said, you know the Raiders are looking ahead to see who, who stays for next year. But I, I'm really interested to see how the energy with the Raiders goes in, in that game. Are – you know, are there top players that I don't know Devonta as are bringing all Josh Jacobs, but the other guys that are on the fringe, are they yeah. going to bring their all? Or are they just going to give up? Because if they give up on Josh McDaniels, to me, that's another referendum of why you would you would get rid of Josh McDaniels if yeah. he loses the team during his final stretch. Yeah, and you'll get a sense too for who wants to be there, who wants to wear the silver and black still, right? So not only playing for the coach, but playing for the colors and that emblem on the side of the helmet that so many guys have fought valiantly for over the decades. All right, that's going to complete this week's or Tuesday show uh, of Silver and Black today and Odyssey Original Podcast. Mo, we'll talk to you uh, for our mailbag show uh, tomorrow. And hopefully you're feeling a lot better and, and Raiders fans <laughs> haven't uh, all blocked you after our, after our uh, show today. That's okay. I'm, sh- I'm sure. that they, they know I love them and sometimes, sometimes those that you love the most have to hear it unfiltered from you. So that's what I was trying to do. Uh, I, I have no doubt they'll agree on Josh McDaniels. I think it's just the Derek Carr thing, of course, because that's oh, yeah. always that's always the one. All right, buddy. I'll talk to you tomorrow. All right. Uh, for Mo Moten, I am Scott Colbranson. This has been Silver and Black Today, an Odyssey original podcast. Do us a favor. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. And we appreciate that. Put on the auto download. That helps us out significantly. For Mo, I am Scott. And we will talk to you guys tomorrow. Take care, Raider Nation. <laughs>